This is Uncontrolled Airspace uh, UCAP Daily, 402 Delta. And we're out here, Dave and I are here, uh, at one of our fa uh, my favorite places. I'm pretty sure it's your oh, favorite it, place, it, too, it, right? This is, this is home to me. We're in Paradise City. Paradise City here. Yeah, it at, is uh, paradise for pilots. That's right. Sun and Fun 2016. Uh, it's late in the afternoon. They've just put up the green flag so that they're now flying off of the Paradise City runway. And you're going to hear a lot of airplanes in the background. A few of them will call out and, uh, and describe to you. But uh, we're standing here with, uh, with one of the bad boys of uncontrolled airspace, Larry Overstreet. Hi, Larry. How you doing? Hey, everybody. And his wife, uh, Mary Beth Overstreet. She doesn't want to talk, but she's here, too. She's and, waving. Yeah. She's smiling. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, uh, Larry, what do you think out here? You're so, well, you're a, you're a, 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 a what? A Sonics. Yeah, I'm building what, a Sonics. What category does this fall in? Is that it's uh, LSA, right? It, well, it's it's um, I, I guess it's just or an experimental. It's just simply that happens that happens to meet the requirements right. of an LSA. You know, a light sport aircraft. Right. Yeah. It won't um, be ELSA or SLSA. It'll right. be experimental amateur built, but right. it can be flown by a sport pilot. Yeah. Right. So a lot of airplanes to flying off of and and landing back on this runway. Um, they seem to like to do really steep climbouts. Is that sort of a point of pride? Is that the kind of a, of a, of a, yeah. a, a manly kind of, you know, well, that, pilot thing? That's part of it. And the other part of it is to get yourself some height before you go over the parking lot that's just to the west. I guess it's something. I they, they, seem to, they seem to climb a little more steeply than even safety would uh, would require. Oh, but, they uh, don't get anywhere near stall speed. No, I'm sure it's safe. I have no doubt. That's a critical aggro attack. Plus, it impresses a potential customer. It does. And, uh, and then they land pretty cool, too. A lot of them, a lot of the ones we're seeing this afternoon are uh, short takeoff and landing. And there's a really good headwind on this runway today. So they're coming down with a really low ground speed. We got gyrocopters. What's this? Got is this, a, is this a just? I believe this is a just That's aircraft. a just super skull. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of. You can tell because it's got those funky legs. Yeah. He's landing tail first. Yeah. Yeah. And almost no rollout. That he's done. Yeah, yeah, he yeah I think he around. almost used 50, 50 feet. Yeah, yeah, just an airplane length or two. And he's already turned around and taxiing him back to go out again. <laughs> so they made some changes to this runway this year, or at least it began some changes. The changes didn't quite get completed. Time out. What is that? That is something not seen on the Paradise City runway before you this year. That's a PT-17 Stearman. Stearman, I know. Thank you for calling that out. That was unusual. That that's yeah. You don't see an airplane like that on this runway usually. Well, they also have a de Havilland uh, Beaver flying uh -huh. off this field. Okay. And a couple of days ago, somebody saw it take off and said it must have landed here by mistake. This is not a rough runway for an airplane that big, and it promptly used about 400 feet. And Right. <laughs> Yeah, as to have on beavers or want to do. So the runway was pretty decent to begin with. It has been for years. And then this year they began the project of lengthening it a bit. Uh, right. We've had about 1,400 feet here for a long time. And they cleared some trees out on the east end to make the approach cleaner. And they added fill dirt to extend the west end. Super and then they put sod down, but unfortunately the sod and the dirt didn't set up well. They didn't set up good, so it's not quite ready for prime time. If push came to shove, you could certainly put down there, but it, you run the risk of it digging in on the landing gear. So, yeah. But yeah. next year it should be 
you know, ready for prime time. Well, next year, in terms of Sun and Fun flying, um, that's the other big difference here is that for years now, this has been an, an airport that existed just for whatever, 10 days or six oh, so days. you mean Paradise City? Paradise yeah. City. Um, and now Paradise City is going to become, I don't know if it's going to stay open after this event, but eventually it's going to become a year round grass strip. Right? That's the plan with its own pattern. And they also have a, a remote controlled airplane, not to be confused with. Drones. Right. They have another, right, another uh, sort of strip. A uh, little concrete strip. strip to the west of here. It's, it actually, pads. it's actually covered by parked cars right now this right. week. Because that's, it's so they got pads for the RC airplane pilots right. to set their aircraft yeah. up. But and, I think it's, and the move is to make this more a year-around facility. Right. And we mentioned in an earlier episode the, uh, the Aero Club, the high school flying club, uh, new hangar that's just been opened down the way, that is, uh, it has a taxiway all the way out to this runway. So yep. it's all kind of part of this, this new facility over here on the uh, And it's all part and south parcel side. to the long-term, year-round thinking that uh, Lights Lean Outs and his, uh, his folks at uh, uh, Sun and Fun Inc. have been working on. Yeah. And it's to be applauded because it's... There's no reason why this can't be used. The separation between here and the main runway is certainly sufficient to tolerate two opposing patterns. Yeah, and I think it beats the standard in the FARs. So right. Yeah, Larry, what's your impression here when you watch this stuff? Uh, this is all kinds of fun. Um, it's neat to see some of the aircraft that still resemble the old ultralights that you know I kind of fell in love with back in the like the B light, like the B light exactly taking off. You can kind of hear the engine up there whining in the background. Um, with a six foot eight inch pilot in it. That's not bad. That is not <laughs> bad. And. Um, uh, you know, CGS is still around and, and other people from back then. Um, uh, but then also to see some of the new designs that are out here. And one, what we're just kind of standing a little ways over here from, but uh, is the Sling. Uh, and they make uh, a two-place LSA uh, aircraft. But then they also just recently, I think it was last year, came out with a four-place model. That's obviously not LSA, uh, but a very nice airplane nonetheless. Um, and uh, those particular aircraft, those they've got two of the two-place and one of the four-place aircraft here this year. Um, they were flown in from California uh, on the trip, you know, the week ahead of time or whatever. And one of them is owned by um, Craig, one of the guys that we camp with back at uh, oh, Camp okay. Radioactive. Nice. So kind of got a little bit of a yeah, that was his a inside quiet, story. Little town last night, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave and I and and uh, Dave Schalbetter from the radio station uh, went over and visited Camp Radioactive. It's uh, Describe Camp Radioactive for I got to bet at about two. Yeah, okay. And I was not the last one Enough by said, any stretch. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, no. it's a, a large a kind of composite camping area where yeah. a lot of the radio st- Sun and Fun radio station Sun and Fun radio station volunteers primarily are there, hence the name Radioactive. And um, we've been using that name, I think this is probably the third year or so now yeah, that it's so, yeah. kind of come together as that group of people camping together. Um, it's a lot of fun. A lot of people volunteer together. That's, that's my just twin. That's yeah, an okay. Air cam. That's an air cam. Yep. And that was mo- that was more than just for terrain clearance. All right. He was climbing at like a forty-five degree angle here. All right. It was- and he can do that on one end. I know he can. <laughs> I, I don't. I doubt. I don't doubt it. It has a performance. It's safe. Well, they, but it's, Bill it's showing is, off. Bill just Lockwood a taught bit. me how to do that on one engine. Yeah. There's not many twins no. that you can take off single engine, but that's yeah. one of them. Wow. So yeah, uh, Camp Radioactive is a great place. There's a uh, comparable campground up at the other air show up the uh, up the road in July. I've, I've heard and, that yes. up north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so uh, 
Um, it's a fun place, and uh, yeah. and uh, um, but there's nice action over here this evening. It's yeah. uh, one of those evenings where if you see pictures and see reports later on, you're going to kind of wish you were here. Right. And now, we're lucky enough to be here to watch it. Just give us a little taste, David, because you've given us you've talked about this in the past, but oh, there goes the sling four real quick. There it is. It's a pretty little airplane, low and, wing, and, uh, and uh, fixed gear. Maybe 800 feet. Yeah. 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 So, David, we were just talking about the future of Paradise City. Uh, you know a lot about the past of Paradise City. You've been coming here for a long time. Uh, this was your original ground when you this, first started coming. Well, sort of. Uh, what What is Paradise City now? It used to just be called the ultralight area. Yeah. And it was a few hundred feet to the north okay and we actually had a paved taxiway that was our runway and it got relocated over here as it grew but yeah my first few trips to sun and fun the ultralight area was my home i came here one year when we had something like 180 different companies exhibiting ultralights uh, to the tune of 400 plus different models yeah wow and it was all over the map in terms of control architecture configuration There goes the super stole again. And uh, he did a big pull up and then leveled off at about, what's that, 100 feet, yeah. 50 feet, something like that, 100 feet. Yeah, I'd say he's about 150. Yeah. But this is home to the light sport, the, the ultralights, the light experimental. Uh, and it's seen its bad days, and now it's coming back. It started coming back about three years ago. Four years ago, there were 12 exhibitors over here. I can't even count how many we've got here this year. Yeah, it's uh, really the, the uh, when when LSA joined the party, um, and this place really started to. Uh, well, that's a kind of a mixed story. When LSAs first came on the field, a lot of them didn't want to use this runway right. because they felt uncomfortable with the length. At the same time, they were advertising takeoff and landing distances well within the length of this runway, and. As it got reorganized, it got improved, and they changed the road flow through here. And they realized that they could fly more demos over here than they could if they were over in the main commercial area. We had a separate LSA mall for a couple of years, way away from here. But about four years ago, it all started to gravitate back here, and now it's just one big hopping place every morning and evening. The only time it shuts down here is during the air show. That's right. And I, you know, although I have a hard time imagining there are people who don't come down here, I bet there are people who come to Sun and Fun and spend their time up at the main exhibit area and uh, the Warbird area and all that stuff. And you, if you don't come over here, you're missing out because this is. We were commenting when we were, when we were arriving here this evening that, that there are many fly-ins and air shows around the country that are not as big as just the LSA Ultralight, just as big as Paradise City. Yeah, Paradise City would be a a, a major show all by itself in most parts of the United States. Yep. Then we're looking at the Ultralight that started the Ultralight Revolution and John Moody's, well, it was originally an Icarus. Oh, over here to the side, yes, right. uh, Yeah. The Easy Riser with a motor. And John Moody was the first guy that did that and brought yeah. it to Oshkosh yeah. and demonstrated it launching and landing on his feet because at the time there was no Part 103. Right. But the FAA issued an advisory circular saying that if you could take off and land on your feet, they wouldn't regulate you. Well, we had hang gliders and we were doing that. John took a hang glider and put a little motor on it 
and did it at Oshkosh, and suddenly the world tilted on its axis, yep. and we opened up this whole new avenue that's turned into this. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Well, that's it, I guess. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna go back and hang out a little bit more, doing some meeting with some friends and, and doing some socializing. Oh yeah, here. we got a lot of friends here to socialize with, uh, like Mary Beth and Larry and. And there's still hours of daylight to enjoy. I so know. Yeah, they're going to be flying for a little while. So It's uh, a shame you're not here. Absolutely. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Mary Beth, wave. There we go. She's waving. And <laughs> she is so talkative. Sometimes you just can't <laughs> stop her. Uh, that's it, I guess. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, 402 Delta. Delta. And, uh, we'll and that has nothing to do with the airline. That's right. And uh, so uh, we'll see you again next time. Uh, and uh, that's it. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>